Hey there, sexy techies. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dot Coms and Hot Moms. With Tony and May. Could be out at date night tonight, uh, actually. <laughs> My parents took the kids. Uh, we've got two young kids. Instead, we decided let's hook up the podcast equipment we bought for our son and make a podcast. Yeah, it's a different kind of hookup, <laughs> but we're, we're hooking up tonight. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, so this podcast is about business and tech startups, creators, and other people who make cool stuff and put it on the internet. Yeah, I think that this is going to be really fun. I mean, I think that having this fresh twist to a podcast about startups and content creators, but where there's that juxtaposition between husband and wife, I think it can really lead to some pretty entertaining thoughts. So I'm excited about this. (laughs) Well put. All right, you want me to start? I've got a topic. Let's talk about it. What's new? What's new in the world? Okay, (laughs) so... Bumble put out a new product recently. Are you familiar with Bumble? I think so. That's like a like a dating. I don't we we the last time we dated we were 19. Are you saying you feel like you missed out on the whole dating app thing? <laughs> I just know that that's a whole world that I am not familiar with, but like some of my single friends tried to get me into it, so I know there's like Wait, your friends tried to get you into dating apps? <laughs> <laughs> We've been together for like 20 years. <laughs> They're just showing me, I guess like it really makes a difference what your profile looks like. And people kind of stress out over like these questionnaires that the profiles have. They're like, oh, would like, you know, would you date me if it said X, Y, Z on it? So, I mean, if anything, I'm like someone who can like vet content, not use the app. I I promise. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, Bumble is a dating app it's like tinder where you swipe left swipe right um except the one key difference is after there's a match so both people swipe right i think (laughs) we don't know (laughs) the woman has to message the man first yeah they have 24 hours to do so and if they don't i think the match dies or something like it goes away interesting it was actually um created by that like the founder is a woman named Whitney Wolf Hurd. Uh, she was actually an early hire at Tinder. Oh. She was the VP of marketing at Tinder. Oh. Um, she had uh, a pretty big impact at Tinder, uh, but she had a falling out with the founders hmm. um, and some some legal issues as well. I think less than a year later, after she left in 2014, she went on to found Bumble. So anyway, so Bumble is a pretty huge company. They went public in 2021. They currently have like a two and a half billion dollar market cap. um, And the U.S. dating services category is like a four point two billion dollar a year industry. Wow. uh, As of 2022. So it's a huge market. Yeah. And they're trying to expand it with this new product uh, that they released called Bumble for Friends. Oh, it's a feature. It actually they had a feature in the regular app called Bumble for Friends, and they they just recently decided to spin it off into its own app. Yeah. Um, and I sort of you know publicize it more. And what do you think about that? So the so the yeah. premise is it's the same as Bumble, but you uh, are just using it to make friends. Uh, yeah. Actually, romantic uh, interests are like banned. Banned from <laughs> yeah, like you're supposed to report people if uh, if you get like a dick pic. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't thinking even that far, but like, yeah, yes, I, I would think so. So I've heard. Um, but no, I love that idea. Um, I I feel like there, yeah, there's a huge market for that. Um, I've just, as a mom and talking to my other mom friends, we always 
like talk about how hard it is to make friends, especially as adults. Like, I feel like if I were to think about like my closest friends, they definitely stem from college and we've been out of college for quite some time. If I, and you know, the current friends that I have now are either like through the dog park that, you know, or through our kids. It's like not through something that I didn't raise and take care of myself. (laughs) There's definitely articles and stuff about that, about how hard it is to make friends as an adult. So I love that idea. What do you think about it? I'm not so sold on it. So the last time that like I was available to use a dating service, uh, right? Think back to like freshman year of college or earlier. There was still very much like a stigma around dating sites, right? So yeah. like think of Match. Uh, Match.com was founded in like the mid 90s. But nobody our age at that time, I mean, we were 10 at that time. But like, <laughs> you know, in high school, for instance, or like college, you know, you you wouldn't be using dating apps. Um, but now it's commonplace. Right. And I think the the difference with, like with dating, there is a, it's difficult to put yourself out there and go up to somebody um, uh, that you're romantically interested in. Um, I'm thinking of like as a man and, and like having a, a woman that you might be interested in at the bar or something like that. You have to sort of psych yourself up, right, to do that. Yeah. Uh, and dating apps sort of break that down so that, right. like, for somebody who, you know, doesn't have game or, like, doesn't, you know, just isn't... Somebody like me... Uh, <laughs> they just need you, you a know, finger to swipe. That's I would, all that they need. <laughs> I would thrive. I would thrive on a dating app. But for, like, making friends, it's like, you know, I think there's ways of, of doing it that are not nearly as awkward as finding a romantic partner. I guess so. But, I mean, no, there's still a level, though, of awkwardness in just meeting somebody new like regardless of what your end game is I mean so when I talk to like some of my friends they live in like really big cities where it's not like our suburban neighborhood where we can just go outside sit in our driveway and someone will join us for a drink like there's it's harder like to access just like a friend pool but and so and there have been um, I guess like digital or social media ways of putting like you know introducing strangers together as friends there's like um i mean there's there's a club here called like events and adventures where you know you sign up and and you like go on adventures but if that's not your thing you literally just want to like do a meetup somewhere there are meetup groups but like what so one of my you know mom friends she was looking for other mom friends and there was just like a facebook group that um she joined and they were like gonna meet up somewhere and literally the only people that showed up were like moms that were like part of pyramid schemes, like trying to sell each other on like leggings and lip gloss and, you know, things like that. And so like, it really, it is hard to find like, like genuine friendships. And I don't know if like Bumble for Friends, you know, does something differently to, to, (laughs) to, to not be like this, you know, business networking thing that some, people kind of take advantage of but you know I'm hopeful that there is something out there for people to make adult friendships because I mean there's there's so many articles about it that I feel like there's a need for it still even though things exist yeah no I I, I'm not saying that I don't think people could find value from it I don't I don't think I would use it I think any anything you know that provides value to some people and being able to create those sort of relationships uh, is a good thing it's funny that you mentioned that about uh, the pyramid schemes. So there are just a few of the negatives that I read about it. Um, 
One is that uh, salespeople use it for leads. Yeah. Um, so just what you're saying. Um, you I know. feel like they teach that in like marketing 101. Well, yeah. Or I mean, like salespeople. Like, you gotta oh, cast a wide net. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But but like I think they like specifically tell them to join specific Facebook groups so that you can like go to their meetups. Like this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Friends. Uh, another complaint is the platform only allows you to pair with users of the same gender that's inter- like regardless of your sexual orientation yeah it, it it didn't say that uh in the articles that i read i'm not sure mm-hmm. uh, maybe it allows you to to select um yeah i'm not i'm not sure well, about i'm that. sure i'm sure it just said the only it just said based on gender okay because i'm sure if you're a, a gay man like you're not going to go on bumble for friends to like find another like find a romantic partner anyway like if you're going to swipe for friends you're going to do it on Bumble for friends. If you're going to swipe for a hookup, you're going to do it on Grindr. Or... I guess I don't know because one of the other uh, complaints is that people still are using it for to find romantic partners. Oh, my gosh. So... Thirsty, thirsty people out there. <laughs> uh, well, but I, I, I find that because there's also the, another great debate out there about can you... So it's interesting that they're limiting it to same same gender, same sex, um, friendships, because there's, yeah, there's a great debate out there about, can you be platonic friends with the opposite sex? And I feel like we've talked about this like a little bit before, but I can't really remember like where you stand on it. Um, I think that you can, Hmm. I know some people are typically have more friends of the opposite sex. You know, like there are women who you know, grew up with more guy friends and like they even have guy friends in their wedding party, right? As their brides, ma- brides men. Right? Yeah, I think Bridesmen. they call them like brides, brides man. Okay. Um, and, and the same with men who uh, maybe even have like a, what would you call that? A best man who is a, a best gr- woman? Groom's woman. Groom's woman. Maybe. I don't see a problem with that and I don't see why it's not possible. I mean, I never really had good girlfriends growing up uh and now i feel like all of my all of the friends i have that are women are your friends um or pretty much you know mostly all of them but i don't see why like what what's this what's the study like what's the science behind why men and women cannot be friends there's two articles that i'm specifically thinking of but before i jump into that because i do want to pick your brain on this do you feel like there's more women that have that have like guy friends or more men that have a gaggle of girlfriends i guess there are more women who have guy friends okay so there's this one article that um i was reading it it's it's from like scientific american so you know you know it's it's based on data because it's like science but wait do they still make that though or is that from like the 80s no that's it was like a recent I'm just picturing like <laughs> National Geographic magazines from my doctor's <laughs> office when I was a kid. So their experiment, they took like 88 pairs of friends of the opposite sex and they interviewed them very privately. Like they said that they couldn't talk about like any of the interview questions afterwards. Like they they really tried to make it so anonymous that it wouldn't ruin their friendships like after after the interviews so that they would be like super like raw and honest in their answers and like long story short like majority of females 
like when pressed on the question, said that their friendships were completely platonic and they wouldn't amount to anything with, you know, their friendships with like the male gender. I was going to say species. Um, And then, but on the flip side, majority of males were more attracted to their friends of the opposite sex and they were even more likely to think that their female friends were attracted back to them. Um, and then, so when... It's a, it's a common problem. So Yeah, so when the females were asked, oh, like, are you attracted to the males after they knew that the males said, oh, yeah, she, like, totally digs me, they were like, oh, no, absolutely not. And so, um, you know, they... It, it's just really funny that they, like, just assumed that any inkling of romantic attraction that they felt was mutually reciprocated and so like what it concluded was that men had a harder time of being just friends and they seem unable to turn off their desire for something more and it almost paints the picture that women are just naive and you know and so you see this also in there's movies the chick flicks of these like girl like super naive girls it's like oh he doesn't like me but he's been like pining for her this whole time these like two best friends you know it's like the classic story or um yeah it's and like everybody loves the love story like in tv shows where they start out as friends like ross and rachel or you know monica and chandler they all like turn into like everyone's rooting for them to get together leonard and penny Leonard, exactly. Wow, great reference. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a show about tech. Yeah. Have you ever heard of divorce parties? No. What's that? I mean, I, I think I know what that is, but why is that a thing? So, sorry. And it made me think of it because, like, you know, speaking of, like, good friends, like, right now it's, like, becoming really trendy for, like, good friends to throw each other divorce parties. So, basically what it is it's like a reverse bachelorette party there's like this whole and so the only reason that it's been well we're in the stage of life where like some of our friends now are not getting married they're getting divorced but it's this what am I trying to say it's like a whole market of um party decor party themes like event planners are kind of rallying around this whole thing on having a party for getting a divorce like there's like a I don't know if like it's a hashtag or saying it's like I do I did I'm done and you know people kind of like chant that at divorce parties but there's two I guess like two schools of divorce parties (laughs) one is you throw one for yourself because it's a cathartic way of healing like for some people and you know I see it because I follow a lot of content creators and influencers and so they definitely put their lives out there on social media um and so when they get a divorce I see their divorce parties and so it's it's becoming a trend and it's becoming a thing um they have matching shirts you know with their friends when they go out they have pinatas of the guy's face that they you know bust into there, there's a whole market for divorce parties um and then there's also the ones where um friends will throw it for each for each other um and sometimes it's a surprise divorce party and it and that I think shows like friendship and solidarity in the decision that you're making a hard decision that you're probably making but like you know they're on board with you know you getting out of a toxic situation so I heard you only reference women um, mm. and mm. like men's faces on things. Is this is this a an exclusively 
Is this is this practiced? Is this are divorce parties practiced exclusively by women? It's not like it's not like a religious performance. Yeah, but like, but do any men have divorce parties? That's a really great question. And so I did actually listen to a podcast where a man was talking about divorce parties, and he's like, "Why didn't you guys throw me one?" But I mean, I would say maybe that's very rare. The other thing you have to remember is that like women love a good theme party. It doesn't matter what, you know, you're celebrating. If there's going to be matching shirts, sometimes like women are all in for that. Like if you look at bachelorette parties versus bachelor parties, the matching shirts, the market for, you know, the party decor, the party themes, the banners, the hashtags, the balloons, that all like women like love that stuff. And, and it's, you know, it looks really good on social media, whereas like men cannot really wrap their minds around that sometimes. I mean, I don't know, like the only bachelor parties I've really seen on social media are like at strip clubs and things like that. So, and golf clubs. Yeah. There, nobody has worn matching shirts at any of the bachelor parties I've gone to. Yeah. It's not to say that they don't. I mean, no, I, some I've, seen, do, but I've seen some guys, yeah, like wear like the common. groom's like face on yeah but the guy that I heard in the podcast saying why didn't anybody throw me a divorce party honestly it's because I think he was like it's a great way to get laid like you announce that you're getting a divorce and you can just like pick up anyone like anyone will feel sorry for you but I mean I, I don't I don't really know I guess like what the purpose of a divorce party is besides moving forward um, I wouldn't think that it's like to get a quick rebound but maybe that is some people's end game I don't know yeah, I've read recently um, several stories about much more civil divorces uh, that people have gone through. For and I, sure, and yeah. I wonder, is this something that you would only do if it was not a civil divorce? Like hmm. it, like if, if, to, if a couple got divorced and they were still on good terms, this just sounds like too much of a throw it in your face and like... Like uh, a petty thing. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, if it's intended to be that. Like it, it sounds like if you're posting it on social media and all that, it is... Um, I feel like if you just had like a small gathering of like people to support you and like maybe, you know, have some drinks and forget about things for a night, maybe a little different. Right. Yeah. I guess it depends on like what your end game is. I see it as a way to find peace and closure and and in a good space. And again, it's it's another way to have a party. So would you do it just for the party? I, w- I would throw someone a divorce party if they wanted it. Like, no, no, I meant you. Like, would I get a divorce just for the party? No, there's other ways. I mean, we have two beautiful kids that like will have a birthday party every year that I can latch onto a theme. I don't need. No, but if you were to get divorced, would you want to have a divorce oh, party? Oh, I see what you're saying. No, no, that you got my original question right. Okay. No, this this is a new one. <laughs> um, I don't. I think it would depend on the circumstances. Like, you know, I I have I had a friend that had gotten divorced and I don't think that a divorce party was what she needed like she she needed an escape a retreat to get away and you know that was her way of like celebrating her freedom um I think it just depends this is really cool so this startup from the latest batch of Y Combinator that just launched today it's called Glaze um the website is useglaze.com Use Glaze. Okay. And they label themselves as the easiest and most fun shopping experience powered by AI. Oh. You know, there's a there's so much stuff. There's so much AI stuff 
right now that uh, it's easy to gloss over it because everything is AI right now. But this one caught my eye, not so much because I'm interested in it, but I, I thought you might be. <laughs> Thank you. So the way it works is instead of, you know, going to categories and choosing dresses and, um, you know, filtering down to size or something like that, you describe what you need an outfit for. So like some of the ideas, some of the past searches were like comfortable hip and sassy clothes for a 40 year old or Y Combinator broke startup founder. <laughs> um, and it uses AI to show you what they think is, um, you know, the best match for whatever you type in. It's pretty cool. So what do you think? Are you searching? Do, are you, uh, do you have yeah, a website up right yeah, now? Yeah, I do. So it's funny because I, um, it, it says on like the website, like like every outfit for your vibe and like that totally like sometimes I'm like I don't know exactly what I want but like I know the vibe that I'm going for and this is exactly <laughs> it which is awesome and it's so funny I just um I just typed in podcast outfits to see what you can wear while you're recording a podcast and apparently I am not wearing the right outfit right now <laughs> why aren't I wearing a crop top for this podcast we'd probably get more viewers on the YouTube <laughs> edition so this is interesting so uh, like are the so they just they partner with different suppliers that's what it looks like uh i i tried to find more information about them and um they just launched so i think they're you know they're still working on some of this stuff and i I, the site did crash a few times when i was searching uh which happens uh probably had a lot of traffic when they launched today um but yeah it looks like uh there's a bunch of different brands these are the ones that they onboarded before the launch and i'm guessing that they're going to continue growing yeah I like it again. Sometimes, so well, for me though, I I'm pretty loyal to like certain brands. You know, like I I know my go-to brands, and it gives me the look that I already kind of, you know, am comfortable with. However, if I am looking for something that the brands that I normally wear do not fit into, then this is great. Like you know, I there's a wedding coming up that's, um, like you know beach beach formal like what does that actually mean let's find out yeah beach formal wedding the the, the oh. ai's definition of formal oh is a little different from oh mine my. oh yeah so that that is interesting as i'm scrolling through even like if oh my <laughs> it's, did you did i type in wedding night <laughs> like what did I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah same <laughs> All right, so um, I think there's still some some work to do, maybe training the... Uh... <laughs> if I showed up at your cousin's wedding wearing this, I would be thrown out. Oh, but you know what? Because I, I wrote beach, so, you know, bathing suit. I don't know. Anyway, so... Um, our, but... our jobs are safe for a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. AI is not going to take over just yet. But some of the, I mean, some of the searches it did a much better job for. Yeah. Um, but I, the style here, though, does seem very like Gen Z fashion, which obviously like I need to get with the times probably. But, um, you know, it does cater to like a younger uh, demographic. I wonder if like they do expand out to, you know, maybe like more like mature styles or maybe not uh it looks like the founders just graduated from MIT um this year so you know they're probably 21 22 years old maybe that's the market just that the market that for. they or or just what they started with maybe mm. so maybe they'll get there but yeah, yeah. 
What so and trust me, like I would love nothing but to fit in with the times and the fashion. I do realize that my fashion sense, you know, starts to there's all these TikToks of like what millennials will wear versus what Gen Z wears and I'm like, what's wrong with you know, what's wrong with that before picture? <laughs> Okay, so we are going to end each episode um, highlighting an influencer or content creator whose like story or vibe really relates to one or more of the topics that we chatted about today. Um, and we are going to call that segment Hot Mom of the Week. I love it. I think this is going to be my favorite segment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> Well, so if I were to think about all the things that we talked about and think about a hot mom of the week, the first person that came to my mind is Kat Stickler. So she is a an influencer, a content creator. She's actually from Tampa, and I've been following her for quite some time. She posts like the funniest things. Um, she is like, I think she, you know, her genre on TikTok is like short skit humor um yeah she's listed as like she has in her bio she's a comedian i don't know if she's yeah. a, an actual comedian like if she does sets and stuff at um i don't think she like <laughs> performs at tampa improv yeah <laughs> I, I would love that um i checked her out today and she's got some really funny stuff that's her niche she's going yeah. after like the the comedy right although it, it depends on which um platform you look her up right know. right so that's the thing that like i love about her so she she her her life at you know from the very beginning was was very public. She had um, a social media account, a joint social media account with her then husband. They, you know, had an adorable baby girl, you know, like in front of like all of these followers. And then she went through a very public divorce um, shortly after her marriage to this guy. So, um, you know, so she was very like raw and emotional when she announced that they were getting a divorce. There are times that like she'll kind of break character, I guess I would say, on TikTok and just like, you know, just have like these like emotional moments. And she's so real. Like, and her, and she's a YouTube vlogger. Do you call them vloggers? Yeah, video bloggers, right? Yeah, or just a content creator. Okay, on YouTube. Yeah, and so her YouTube channel is it's she really she addresses mental health. She addresses you know just like different emotional states, and it's not just humor related on her YouTube channel. Um, whereas like on Instagram and on TikTok, she it is you know the the content kitschy things which which are really cute. Um, her fashion is amazing. She um, she's a great mom. She's a hot mom. <laughs> Let's be honest. She's she's beautiful, and um, she she's she carries herself really well. So I would definitely say she is our hot mom of the week. Check her out. Her handle is Cat Stickler K A T S T I C K L E R on Instagram and on TikTok. Well, that's all we've got today. If you enjoyed the episode, hit the subscribe button and reach out on social media. Dot coms and hot moms signing off. Bye.